Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Hello, hello to the breeders, the butt plug bottoms, and BBWs. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. And let me give a little shout out to Brazil. I am your host, Billy Presida. Welcome to the show. If you're new to the program, this is the podcast where every week I chat with uh, my previous hookups and failed romantic endeavors about sex, dating, sexuality, and gender. This week we have a, a special guest. We have uh, Kelly Lee Decay. She is a latex fetishist, and I'll tell you a little bit more about her in a little bit. But for right now, I want to say hello to my people. To uh, I'm still trying to figure out what to call you all. You know, uh, as I said before, you know, Mark Marin has his uh, WT, his what the fuckers, and P Holmes has his weirdos. What am I going to call you guys? I got I got one su- one suggestion from one dude said uh, I might maybe collectively call you all the whoredom or the man whoredom. I don't know how I feel about that because then what do I call each individual member of the man whoredom? Uh, I, I like the creativity, um, but I'm open to some new suggestions. I'm digging it. Uh, I hope everybody had a uh, fantastical Thanksgiving. Hope everyone. I know I sound like shit right now. Um, a lot of screaming and yelling in the last few days, uh, partially because it's Sunday now, and uh, I mean I had Thanksgiving, and well, think most Thanksgivings they're pretty good until the last thirty minutes before you storm out onto the first bus back to New York. Wasn't <laughs> went fairly well until it didn't, <laughs> but. I'm I'm okay today. I'm fine. Uh, happier than I was Thursday night, and happier than I was Friday when I got drunk with a half bottle of whiskey and did a a drunken AMA on Twitter. That was interesting. <laughs> and I'm doing good today. I got some uh, some tender loving care from the people who matter. So uh, we're feeling good. I'm also I I also might sound like shit. I did an open mic in Washington Square Park where we had like three homeless dudes semi heckling like they weren't talking to us they were just being really loud talking on a cell phone these are homeless guys who had a cell phone and it wasn't just that so apparently the guy was saying i'm gonna kick his ass i'm gonna kick his ass and then gave the phone back to a different homeless man so that guy was was had a cell phone and he was just kindly sharing it with his homeless brethren if i was homeless i feel like i'm not sharing these minutes fuck that no Shit's expensive. That and so I I had to project a lot, and I think uh, my voice may have gone a little raspy because of it. So, anyways, I, I hope your Thanksgiving was was more splendid than mine, and everyone had a good time with their family and loved ones. I came back to New York where I got to see my loved all my loved ones are here in New York. This is where you know it's kind of like my friends are my family. You know what I mean? It's my friends, my lovers, those are the ones who uh, who definitely give me what. Uh, I deserve and need as I try to do the same. You know, you guys have been starting to send uh, some questions over my way, asking for my advice. I am flattered uh, and honored that you find my opinion even worthy of your problems. Um, I got one that I got one email recently kind of broke my heart to read. Um, you know, you all know my, my, my history with body image and such. You guys have heard, um, me talk to Jay, who who came back. And we did a whole body positivity episode, right? 
So, so getting this email afterwards really kind of struck a chord with me, and I want to share it with you guys because I think it's um, advice that you all could, um, that some of you might care to hear. Hi, Billy. Hearing your advice, your empathy, yet honesty, and your episode with Mistress J led me to write, thinking you might have the perfect perspective to aid in my silly recent hookup dilemma. You see, I'm a fat girl. I'm pretty. I dress well and flatter my shape. My face, tits, and ass are usually enough to distract from the flaws. I identified with your description of Mistress J's way of carrying herself, but I only hook up with men I'm interested in who pursue me. While I do own it, as you ask us to do, I am very turned off by my weight being fetishized. I want no part of a man who is into BBWs because this way of being isn't healthy, and it's something I'm working to eradicate. Don't get me wrong, I do work what I have. I just refrain from pushing it on others since I know it's not what society is generally attracted to. While I know I'm a strong force to deal with sexually, I've never been with someone where I felt like I had the upper hand until last week. We met at a professionally related happy hour. We clicked like old friends and I ended up having an outrageously fun, hilarious night with a shy but fantastic man who unfortunately ended up very, very intoxicated and somewhat intimidated by me. He was fantastically open about this fact and enthusiastic to participate. The night ended with no penetration due to whiskey dick. He begged me to stay the night with him, and he got very cuddly. In the morning, I tried to bail quickly, but he encouraged me to stay in bed several times, coaxing me with great conversation and unending laughter. When I left, I wrote my number down for him. Despite the night's mishaps, it was not an awkward morning after in the least. He's a complete dork. Most men wouldn't look at him twice physically, and I could run circles around him in the bedroom, but I want to fuck him so badly. Just fucking, and perhaps friendship. I have a ridiculous urge to please him. For a thousand reasons, I feel like he deserves it. With less alcohol involved, I suspect he would be a great time. It hasn't been long, but I haven't heard from him. Normal enough, and I'm not desperate for it, but I've never been in the position where I thought I might need to let someone know that, indeed, I do want them. But even dorks might regrettably take a fat girl home and might prefer to leave it at that. And now's her question. Does any man who regrets drunkenly bringing a fat chick home keep her around to hang out the next day? Would one text suggesting we hang out be too forward? I would never do this normally, but his personality suggests that perhaps I should take charge. Should I wait until we run into each other again to attempt flirting? My far less sex-positive friends feel that a lady should never put herself out there and act like she wants it. This is pretty antiquated, but alas, I don't want to seem like a fat predator. I realize this is anxiety and probably silly, but despite being in my late 20s, I've never experienced this kind of hookup dynamic. I would appreciate any insight. Thanks so much. And this just breaks my heart to read for so many reasons. One... I don't think her friends should be allowed to vote, uh, hold public office, or own land. Uh, first off, I think that's a very important thing. Uh, like any woman who gets upset that they, you know, who says that women should categorically just not be aggressive, should not put themselves out there, should not be allowed to take any risk or anything like that, those particular women, uh, they should not be upset when they're not paid the same as a man. Just flat out. I, those women hold back feminism uh, or gender equality, as I prefer to call it. I mean, 
before I get to her her question um, about whether or not she should text this guy back, uh, there, you know, what what stood out to me was her relationship with her weight. You know, really hurt to read. I I've had this problem myself. I still have my own struggles with body image and and want to be like conventionally sexy. But you know, she kept demonizing being overweight and you know it's like girl you can be sexy and be big and like you apparently you claim that you own it you claim that you are working with what you have even though you're not necessarily happy with what you have you don't have to worry about burdening a guy by hitting on him like guys men hit on women all the time who don't have interest in them and just in the same way if you hit on a dude and he's not attracted to you, he can just say no. Just like you might say no to a dude who you're not attracted to, right? I mean, that's just so sad to think that you, that anyone would call themselves a fat predator because they were being aggressive towards a guy. It's, I mean, when you refer to a guy who's being overly aggressive as being a predator, it has nothing to do with like the way he looks, it's it's the way in which you're doing it. So now if you're being a very creepy person about it, if you're stalking his Twitter and Facebook and all this stuff and saying, oh, well, I saw you were hanging out with Jennifer um, and everyone else from the company. So, I mean, I don't know why you're not texting me back. If, if you're being a psycho, then you're just being a predator who happens to be fat. But there's, you know, gotta get rid of this concept of fat predator. I mean, because girl, you're allowed to fucking hit on anybody you want to hit on. You fucking do it. Your actual question, real easy. Yeah, text him. Fuck. I don't know. If you want to text the guy, text the guy. That has nothing to do with your weight. Um, I will say, you know, if if the guy is begging you to stay in bed the next morning when he's sober, um, I don't really see the motivation of trying to keep you around if he's really embarrassed about it. You know, I, I'd say he's interested. I think you're putting yourself down too much. I say fucking text him and, you know, see what happens. He might be thinking you are regretting fucking a dork. You ever think about that? Maybe he's not reaching out. He's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe she left her number, but maybe she's just being nice. Maybe she because, hey, even fat girls sometimes regrettably bring home a dork, right? Or go home with a dork. So I uh, I hope you text them and I I hope uh, that goes splendidly. Uh, and and so that talk of body image and acceptance of who you are really ties in to our uh, our guest this week. Holy fuck! This was an awesome get. This was a great episode. So much fun with uh, Kelly Lee Decay. Kelly Lee Decay was in the news recently. She. Um, on top of being a latex fetishist, which we talk about with her BDSM plenty, she is also a lifestyle tight lacer. She's a, a corset fetishist. She shrunk her waist down to be able to fit into a 16-inch corset. That's really small. All right. Now, Kelly and I never hooked up, but she recently had a lot of press coverage from a viral video she was in uh, from this shitty video company that shot like 10 hours of footage of her and then edited it down to five minutes to do the whole like, hey, check out this freak type of video. And that's really sad because that's just so not who she is. That's so not what her 
corset wearing is about, as you're going to hear. Uh, and also that, you know, there's just so many other cool things about her. You know, what I didn't understand from all the, the press coverage and all the negative shit that was going on in the internet about Kelly was, uh, it's like, she's already a sensational woman. She's not just like some chick who wears a, a corset. I mean, that alone, the tight lacing and the corset fetish is interesting as is, but she's also a latex fetishist. She's a fashion designer. Um, she's, uh, dare I say, a badass bitch. I, I'm probably, she's going to text me and say that was um, disrespectful. I don't know. She's, I thought, I just think she's a, she's a really kick ass woman. Uh, and I just, I thought it was unfair what kind of got put out there. So I wanted to have her on and tell her side of things and tell us a lot about herself and also really inform us about that cool world of BDSM and having a latex fetish. So it's a really awesome episode uh, that reinforces the idea of let your freak flag fly, you know? So just sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy this episode with Kelly. When your mission is beyond missionary, step up your game with Liberator. Their collection of transformable sex furniture and sex toy mounts will put you in sexual positions you never thought were possible. Use promo code MANHOR and save 40% off the best-selling wedge ramp combo at liberator.com. As we age, our bodies are changing. Certain parts need more support than they used to. Other areas are getting a little sore or faster. And that's why it's important to make sex more comfortable. And that's where Liberator comes in. Liberator has been making fuck furniture to make sex more comfortable, more pleasurable, and last longer for decades. Their best-selling wedge ramp combo gets you in the right positions just a little easier, just a little bit more comfortable, which means you're ready to be in that position longer and harder Uh, uh, uh. and you can get 40 percent off liberators wedge ramp combo when you use promo code manwhore at liberator.com or you can click the link at the top of the notes to go right to the product again 40 percent off their best-selling wedge ramp combo with promo code manwhore or you can just browse around liberator.com and upgrade your sex life today (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm glad you like want to kill me less. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, you'll like want to talk like into like like this. Yeah, think of like you're aiming the words <laughs> at this weird device in front of you. Holding a microphone is very bizarre to me. Isn't it strange? I feel like part it is of- a very bizarre. Like it's weird. I don't know why I can. I don't know why it's weird, but it'd be less. It's less weird when it's like in the stand and you're in front of it. But I feel like as in stand up. It took me a while just to figure out, like, well, how do I like holding the mic? Do I want to? Do I want to do a high grip? Do I want to choke it high? Do I want to do like, like a, a very soft? Yeah, like, yeah, do you do you want the elbow up or, or are you down? <laughs> it's so many factors. Uh, are, are we gonna pinch it? Kind of do the the three <laughs> pinky up. I don't know if I'm classy. I don't. Uh, a lot of decisions to make, and then I have to write jokes. It's <laughs> stand up is hard. I have to give it to you because every time I've watched, because yeah, even when you're bombing, you have to keep going <laughs> and i'm just like that's that takes fucking skill yeah and nerves of steel because people can see when you can tell that you're bombing but if you can just like 
you have to sort of convince the audience that's like, no, this is okay. Yeah, I'm bombing, but I'm having fun. Yeah, Jesus used to bomb. Whatever. (laughs) (coughs) Study your Bibles. When he when he like started off in Nazareth, he like bombed hard. Totally. No one wanted to listen to him. Totally. He was just like everyone was like, what is that? Joseph's kid. He stole my apples when he was twelve. What a jerk. (laughs) Fuck this guy. When he went up to the Galilee, that's when he that's when he got the Bible pussy. That's when Jesus was killing it. Um That's what I mean, you gotta be you gotta if you wanna do something, you gotta be able to be mocked and ridiculed. Mm-hmm. That's it. I I mean I know plenty about that and you've been facing <laughs> I know a little bit plenty of that. Of that too. <laughs> facing some of that yourself, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay though. We'll, we'll get into that a little later. Um well we're here with, with Kelly Lee Decay, or do you just go by Kelly Decay or I go by Kelly Lee Decay because there's Lee like Decay. a whole thing about my name. What's the thing about your name? So my <laughs> real name is Kelly. Okay. And originally when I first started like fetish modeling, I wanted to be Kelly Lee McQueen. Because Alexander McQueen, yeah, Alexander right. McQueen influenced me. I did me. some research. Some research, okay. You said Alexander McQueen. Let me look that up. He's amazing, <laughs> but I'm also a designer, and I thought it would be really like messed up for me to carry McQueen with me. Right. But I had a comic book when I was like 12 called um, Pink Decay. So I just combine, and Pink Decay has to do with my three alter egos, and they just do all this. Actually, they're always like fighting the patriarchy. <laughs> when I look back, I'm just like, oh my god, I was always such a like little feminist. Yeah, I yeah no because I I was looking at my um, <coughs> journal when I was 16, and I had this collage that said things that girls should never apologize for. Mm-hmm. It's like saying no, being herself, having a vibrator. Like, how were you not recruited by <laughs> Jezebel at 16? <laughs> I I I mean. I know Jezebel did like a piece on me about my tight lacing and it was it was kind of fair but um because I know I got a lot of heat about saying that I am a feminist cuz I am but right. I'm the third wave of feminism and I can definitely Wait, how many waves are there? I Uh 3. Okay. So what one was the first? So one it's like rejecting corsets, rejecting bras, rejecting makeup, rejecting anything that is basically tools of the patriarchy. Second okay. wave is like accepting that are a um, open oh, crap. I have now. I'm just like all nervous. <laughs> um, well, let's the third wave. The third wave is just basically taking it back. Yeah, this it's just like taking back like ownership of it. To me, it's like feminism is not. I shouldn't have to not wear makeup, grow my my hair out, um, not wear heels, not wear lingerie in order to be taken seriously mm-hmm. as a feminist. Like the fact that you're so focused on what I look like is it's kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? And to me, and that's why I always say like to the woman who loves being natural and to the woman who loves wearing makeup, I think you should both be celebrated. You know, just because you wear lipstick doesn't mean you don't believe in equal rights. Like how stupid is that kind of it's that's why I say that's like really archaic to like think that way. But I've been accused of uh, being supportive of the patriarchy because of my corsetry because they they think it's about because you just want right my small ways but um and it's like disheartening mostly because um when i said that jessica rabbit influenced me like for me it's just when i first saw jessica rabbit i'm like wow she's i think every prepubescent boy went well too (laughs) but it's not you know what though she was actually my first crush but 
<laughs> it was it was more like I love the idea of cartoons and um humans existing in the same world. Mm. I always thought that was like interesting. And I didn't look at her and be like, "Oh, I should be a tight lacer because she's a cartoon." Like I wouldn't think that. Mm. When I saw Mr. Pearl, then it was and Mr. Pearl being He's a couture cor- corsetier, excuse me. Which is those are a lot of big words just throw at me. Um, so with my love of Alexander McQueen and yeah. Thierry Mugler, just couture in general, you see uh, most of the designers that I love just love creating these really powerful like silhouettes and very dramatic, very theatrical. And the corsets were actually made by Mr. Pearl. Okay. So he makes these couture-based <gasps> corsets, which is all handmade, takes months to construct, and when I found him, I saw that he was a tight lacer and he tight laces to 18 inches, which is pretty incredible. And he was actually influenced by Fakir Mosifar, who tight laces himself to 19 inches. And he is the one that like revived. He's the father of the modern primitives. So remember in the 90s when everybody started doing like piercings and everything? I mean, in the 90s, I was watching Rugrats. So. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're probably about the same age then also. But when people started doing that alternative, like all those mods and everything, like he was responsible okay. for that. And he's responsible for a lot of piercing techniques. Okay. I forget how we got off of that. Um, you, know, you, were, you were describing the, the tight lacing, how you got into tight lacing mm-hmm. and, and cartoons being in the... Well, car- well cartoons... Jessica Rabbit and comic books and John Willie were like John Willie. He's a fetish illustrator. Okay. And um, all those things have influenced me, my complete aesthetic, not tight lacing. Okay. Tight lacing is derived from Mr. Pearl. Um, so like I have big blue hair. I wear latex cat suits. I wear like my style in general is kind of cartoony because... I love when people were like, that's not natural. And in the video, that was like the one thing that I think was great about the video where you go, listen, like I have big blue hair. Like, does it look like I'm trying to look natural? Yeah, I'm, that's, yeah. That's, You're realizing that's, what you want to look like. but Yeah, because it's like, trust me, I don't wake up in the morning and go, I look vanilla today. I'm going to pass for normal today. Like I've had my head shaved. I've shaved my eyebrows. I've worn green lips. Like. When people accuse me of um, objectifying myself by making my waist small, when I first started tight lacing, I'm usually in really drapey clothes anyways. But it came to the point where I'm just like, I shouldn't be ashamed of a discipline that I really enjoy and I really love. Mm. So I'm just going to wear what I want. Okay. So, the, I, you know, I was going to save it for later, but, you know, we can, we're on it now. Um, so you were in a video with uh, Barcraft. <clears throat> and it went viral. Everyone was like, oh, my God, this woman like shrunk her waist. And a lot of uh, editing, we'll say. <laughs> liberties. A lot of editing. A lot of editing liberties were taking place. So I think a lot of misconceptions were made about you, about what tight lacing is, yeah. about how it works. And, and so maybe you want to take some time and, and kind of clear up some confusions that might have been Well, made. I just... <clears throat> or, or and but also just to set the tone for people though like so you you tight lace with this corset your waist is now like 16 to 18 inches yeah you, it fluctuates my smallest i can do is 16 and that's when you're wearing it yeah of course okay. i it's, it's i don't not. know how this works i was like i don't <laughs> maybe it's not physically it off possible to like um no it's just not physically okay. possible 
and um it was uh when i signed on to do it i thought i was going to be sharing what Thai lacing is because i really have a love and respect for the artistry that goes into constructing a corset mm. but also the discipline that's required in order to achieve a certain like level of corsetry mm. and if i was like um excuse me of <coughs> tight lacing if i was obsessed with like having the smallest waist i would be at 12 inches right. not 16 yeah. because the smallest waist recorded is 13 inches by ethel granger yeah and she lived way past her 70s by the way guys um <laughs> But um, uh, so I thought it was going to be something that's more like documentary based. Okay. And it was very brand new to me. I didn't realize that it was going to be like 12 hours of fo- like footage edited down to five minutes. And it was like really honestly, it was really heartbreaking to watch it because it's something that I really love. And it was oh my god i'm just like getting so sad about it too um to me it was like supposed to be like a love letter to mr pearl because i find him to be so inspirational uh someone who's just dedicated so much time to his craft that he lives it every day and i wanted to be part of that i you know i looked at that and i fell in love with it i i thought it was beautiful and i I get that why it looks extreme and why I was marketed the way that I was. I learned what clickbait was. I yeah. learned and I <clears throat> was like really just like honestly just like heartbreaking because uh it's to me it is really an art form and I understand like looking at an image of me you initially of course there's going to be all these assumptions that you like how is that even physically possible how is like you know she crushed her ribs where her organs and all of that and it's like i didn't do this lightly this was in a span of this is a gradual process right. and i had a mentor <coughs> also who was a former tight lacer who helped mm. me with this so i you know and it's funny because everyone's like watching it and my family my family and my friends are like they made you sound like you were really stupid. I'm like, yeah, I know. Because, you know, they want sensationalizing and objectifying a woman. If she has, if she's curvy, she cares about makeup or she, mm-hmm. you know, does her hair or whatever. She fits the archetype of a vain bimbo. Let's go with that. So right. that really sucks because I, this was never an attack on the standards of beauty ever. Right. I think, to me glamour is however you want to define it i love wearing my corsets Mm. i love having blue hair and if a woman doesn't love corsets that's cool too like it's her like everyone's got everyone's got to wear corsets now (laughs) i'm in charge it's like (laughs) right and then they're just like painting this like oh this is what i think the perfect woman looks like it's like no way this is what the perfect kelly decay kelly lee decay i mean like like, (laughs) to me perfection doesn't exist right so to me it's like um I know RuPaul has such a bad reputation like right now and I'm really disappointed on her views with uh, trans women. But she did say something that like really resonated with me. She said, um, when you become when you become the image of your imagination, that's the most powerful thing. And that's how I feel like this is how I express myself. Mm. My expression is through my fashion, my styling, because 
it's like, why not? I shouldn't have to wait for a special occasion to wear a corset. Every day is a special occasion for me. And that's, <clears throat> that's why I wear latex whenever I can. I incorporate it into my everyday life also. Because Are you wearing latex now? No, or? today I'm not wearing latex, but I am in my, my um, Shane Aaron corset that I love so much. Okay. So it's, and also it's like my biggest disappointment with that was that I was always a weird kid. I was always a weird kid. And, um, oh my God, I'm trying not to like feel emotional about this. It's okay because I'm starting to feel like emotional for you. So, <laughs> But it's like, um, if I said that if I ever got any kind of like notoriety, mm-hmm. I just wanted people to feel okay with their weirdness because I know what it's like to be alone and I know what it's like to have like different interests that are just like, not like everybody else. I totally get that. And um, I want them to, I don't want them to reject that part of themselves. I want them to embrace that part of themselves, if anything. And, you know, with that video, they just made the people who probably have similar interests of mine. Feel like more, yeah. Feel feel weirder, feel worse and more reclusive. And it's like, if anything, that hurts me the most. Because I'm just like, no, I wanted to be like the ambassador of like, let your free flag fly, fly high. Yeah. Keep it weird because you make this world interesting. You make people question things. Like, so it's like, if anything, that's like what really like hurt me because I don't, I don't want the girl who, or the boy who's, who's curious about like corsetry or fetishism or latex to feel like, wow, okay, I am really weird because they're looking at the comments that they're making about me. Mm-hmm. And I even said it on my Twitter. I'm like, you know what? If I have to be the one that's going to be taking the torment and the cyberbullying, but just stand up for like who I am, then I'll do it. Because if that can help someone embrace their individuality, that's more than I can ever like hope for. Because tight lacing is an art form. And if you knew exactly what goes into it, you'd see that it's really not as invasive as it's being portrayed to be. Because mm. it really isn't. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I was starting to feel for, I'm, I'm like, because I mean, like, I mean, listeners, my, my listeners know, like, I grew up uh, unpopular, teased, tormented, bullied, Same. all that jazz. Um, I've had my own struggles, like, you know, with, with like my body image and, and things like that. So they, they, I, I've, you know, I just want to be me and not shit on for liking the things I like or whatever. And <clears throat> I'm not usually here to judge anyone's you know sexuality because i wouldn't want someone to take something that i like and say well fuck you for that you know it's um i I may or may not draw the line of centaurs i don't know how i feel yet but otherwise (laughs) like do whatever gets you off if it's all consenting adults i don't care yeah whatever you want consensual and consent is so important and also not hurting each other yeah or hurting yourself so between that and then expressing however you want to you know, you want to wear some some crazy shit out in public? Fucking do it. I'm gonna initially look surprised, <laughs> but then I th- and I don't know if this is just because this is who I am or because I live in New York City, so like you kind of expect everything, right? So like, you show up to my door. I'm gonna like what's gonna happen is like I'm gonna look at the waist. I'm gonna be like, okay, that's there. Now I'm moved on. I'm I'm past it. You know, it's like this is something different. Cool. Now let's chat. You know, uh, and, and so. You know, when I, when I see you get emotional, I, I, it brings that up with me and, and just the types of judgments I get, although I may not have gotten it to um, the extreme that you got. 
across the entire internet. <laughs> but, you know, like I feel for you because I, I don't think anyone should get fucking shat on for just. Because the thing like. is, like, I, you don't have to agree with what I do. Right. And I don't expect anybody to, like, agree completely like because that's that's delusional yeah but to create objective dialogue and conversation and research okay that makes sense let let let's do that and if you're still like yeah this is still not for me that's cool yeah that's like it's just agree that like it's my right to do that for me that's it and um and that's and like i said like to me it's kinkier to dress vanilla than to dress the way that i am because i'm just so far in the kink spectrum it's mm-hmm. like i mean um huh. i mean this, i mean it's you bring that up and it, when i saw what they did to like sensationalize you i was like there's no need to sensationalize if you I just go into your website and seeing all the things you're involved in you're super sensational as is there's nothing <laughs> you can just talk plainly about them so like you are a latex fetishist yeah what is that? Do tell. That's like um, super interesting. I've never met Kink World. I'm not as involved in. Uh, I don't. I'm not like into BDSM myself. Right. But I have um, partners who are in that world. Like I get texts from one partner of mine who, you know, from upstate, should just be like, um, oh, the the couple they just beat the total shit out of me. I feel so loved. And I'm like, this is the type of world I get in. Like, you know, it's like I just got this big uh, like. Yeah. No, we- because it, it really is like a. a- a bonding experience it really is but um with my latex fetishism i honestly honestly think Uh it's derived from comics okay you were a comic book kid yeah all right who were dc or marvel you know what batman was my first okay but Marvel is so much better with their female characters. You know, I, I hear from a lot of women their first wasn't that good. And then. Just yeah. <laughs> no, because. <laughs> I mean, <I> like a- <laughs> Actually, my first experience was excellent. Oh. So like, and I think that's, I've always. Congratulations. No, like I have to say, like my, my first boyfriend was just really awesome. It was weird. <laughs> but um, I think it's Batman was like my first exposure. And, you know, it was the one with Michael Keaton and the rubber suit. Oh, so so, so at that point, I'm just, you know, I'm watching it and I'm, I'm loving the costumes because I love the idea of just like wearing costumes. So it's not like sexualized for me at that moment. Right. But um, I don't know. I've always been a perv or, or something. <laughs> like I, I have and it's it's okay to be a perv. Yeah, I, totally, guys. Be be pervy. Be, be pervy. Don't just, touch kids, but be pervy. Yes, otherwise. and <laughs> consent and consensual. That's, you know, just consent always have consent but um i at the same time that i was discovering tight lacing uh so i'm looking at these i still love like comics because i love the i seriously just love the outfits right like seriously the styling in jean gray's outfit in storm's outfits i'm just like shit i wish i could wear stuff like that but at this point still i'm thinking this is not available to people right so I'm, you know, I'm researching uh, corsetry and I, and then I find like Dita and then I find um, Pearl. I find all these fetish models. I find Dorenzia and through Dorenzia, I find Masumi Max, who I'm like the, uh, she's like life changing to me as a fetish model because um, she was the first model that I've ever seen who will do a buzz cut. And then the next day we'll do like pinup and the next day we'll do like a really cartoony thing. And she's just like such a chameleon. And I just love that about her that she can do like tomboy looks and really vampy looks. 
And when I was on her site, I was looking through the link section where with designers that she worked with. And I saw that um, I just kept clicking on each one because each one was just as exciting. And I saw Inner Sanctum. And that's when I saw Latex for the first time. I was like, this stuff is available <laughs> for like people, people. Like you don't have to be in a movie kind of thing. So I'm like. How old are you when you, when you discover I, this? I think this was like 15. Oh, okay. So Yeah. So when I, when I saw uh, Inner Sanctum cat suits and the dresses, I was like, this is intense. But at 15, you don't have $700 to spend on a cat suit. Right. You know? But it's like, um, I remember printing out those pictures and just putting it all over my books. Like, I, it was just, like, to me, Masumi Max is a real comic character kind mm-hmm. of thing. And after that, it was just like, I was just became obsessed with, like, latex and just the way it looks. But I never knew how it felt. Okay. Because I didn't know where I could get it outside of the internet. But when I bought my first corset, no, no, no. When I went to, when I was corset shopping, because during prom, I was like, mom, I don't want a cupcake dress. I don't, I think that's stupid. Actually, I want the, because a real corset is around $300. Okay. So at that point, I'm like, I'd rather get like a real corset rather than like, you know, get one of those cupcake dresses. I'm not into it. We couldn't. I was trying on a corset at Purple Passion. Excuse me. <laughs> um, so when I went into Purple Passion, I tried on my first corset, and it was just like kind of life altering because I remember it was emerald green with black piping, and it was an overbust. I think it was a twenty-four inch corset, and it was real steel boning. And she put me into it, and I was just like hearing the zip, zip, zip. And as it got tighter and tighter, it was just, like, so awesome to me. It was intensely, like, I don't know how to describe it. I just remember, like, walking out just with a big smile ear to ear. And my boyfriend's like, you cannot stop. So I'm like, I don't know why. I just, like, really, like, love it. But at the same time, um, they sold latex. And then I was like, oh, oh, it's here. So it was, like, all these things going on at the, at the same time. But again, I couldn't afford latex at that at that point. Latex is a really expensive hobby, and um, I bought my first latex outfit on eBay. Okay. And I didn't know any better about quality, about gauge, about um, fit, or any of that when it comes to latex. Because I always figured it. Like, how do you make it? Like, it's a different kind of monster from, like, fabric and stuff. And I've been studying fabrication since, like, I was, like, 12 or something. Mm. But um, I bought it. And <laughs> I'm always all over the place. <laughs> I, I bought it for my anniversary with my boyfriend okay. to wear. And we had a really experimental, like, relationship where... It was it was awesome. He was very open to whatever I had in mind. And at that point, I I didn't know that um what I was doing was femdom. Okay. I just thought I was living out like my super villain fantasies. So I would tie him up and like torture him and stuff like that. But, in high school. Yeah. Wow, very very advanced stuff. I I know. And he was we were high school sweethearts. We were together for like 6 years. Six, seven years. It was a good relationship. And okay. is 
it was great because um it was great and it was bad because if anything it was the best relationship i've had <laughs> and everyone yeah. else just like kind of sucks after that because <laughs> he would cook and clean he well, was anyone would want from their man right <laughs> well i mean like he was like i didn't know at that point like he would be identified as a submissive mm. i had no idea but it was just something that he loved doing because he loved making me happy and and we just worked really well together and whenever i'd be like oh you know what i want to try i want to try this and he'd be like okay let's do it and we would do it and but at that point i didn't although we were kind of experimenting i didn't know my role role yet because we were still like trying to figure things out and on our fourth year anniversary or third year anniversary i had this latex dress and i'm like i want to try something and i put on this latex dress and it was just intense feelings came like over me like because it was i didn't put it on until that moment and i had it in my hands for a while but i didn't put it on and when i did it was just like just thinking about it, i'm like <laughs> it was just like such um i was very turned on by it okay it was like the way it snaps the way it feels the way it gets shiny when you like lube it up uh, the way it fits your body, the way it fits like the contours of your body, the way it's like second skin. And at that moment, like I felt like a supervillain. It was like the one last thing to complete. Yeah, it really was. This character change. And I remember looking in the mirror and being like, this is hot. I love this so much. And it was just, um, I don't know. I embodied a supervillain in my head like i was just like i feel like a supervillain now and that was a fun night with my boyfriend so <laughs> that was like but again it didn't intensify until i was able to get even more pieces and further explore latex because um each latex manufacturer has a different smell mm-hmm. a different gate like they come in different gauges What's different gauge? colors uh, the thickness okay. of the latex. It's got to be like super thin. You got like a really uh-huh. thick, bulky. Yeah. Not like, so excuse me, because I don't know. So wait, <laughs> so like, do you have sex like while in? So these have like holes in them or what's, uh, so like help me out with. You can if okay. you if you want. You can totally do that. Like if you're doing full body suits or. Yeah. There's um actually, I had. So this... I've seen your pictures. You also have stuff like just kind of dresses versus like full body because um like for me and the thing is i'm going to further explore this because i think it's important but um important because i want people to feel comfortable with their sexuality in in those terms but um i wear latex as part of my uh uh, part of my everyday look because just like corsets i'm not gonna wait for an event to wear something that i really enjoy um there have been some moments and there have been some events like life changing events in my life where I was just like, we, we tell ourselves that we can't do something for the fear of being questioned or ridiculed or mocked. But it's like one day we're going to grow old and be like, fuck, it really didn't matter. It doesn't really fucking matter. Like just, if you want to go out like wearing a glitter cat suit and, pigtails and eight inch boots like just do it is that your outfit that you know you know just sometimes <laughs> my sunday look to That's church your sunday look. <laughs> but it's 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 just like just 
fucking do it. Who cares? Right. And if people are going to say something about it, like really our words define who we are. And when somebody calls you gross or ugly, there it doesn't make you any prettier. Mm-hmm. Like when from those people, I'm like, you know, it doesn't make you prettier or more handsome when you say that. You're just telling. You're still me- in your mom's basement. <laughs> like you're, it hasn't changed just because you're trolling. Right, and I and I'm just like you know, and I always tell people, I'm like, don't waste your time with that. Don't waste your time on me. If you really, really dislike me and who I am or anyone else, like if you really dislike them, don't give it any more attention. Use that time to like spend with your loved ones, pursue your goals or do the things that make you happy. Like, let me be happy in my weird glitter cat suit and eight inch boots. Like, what's it hurting you? What am I going to tell my kids when they (laughs) see you? You're going to tell them that she likes wearing a fucking cat suit. (laughs) Your kid's probably being shitty and running away from you right now. So why don't you go take care of that? (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, uh, I just wear my, I wear latex for my everyday. Okay. But also like, um, it can be sexual for me, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. And actually, I had this really funny experience with uh, some of my vanilla friends. We were in the office and she was, I forgot what she asked me. And I'm like, well, you should really check out some rubber sex. And she was like, uh, what? Uh. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Google fetish kitsch and a latex Lucy and come back to me and they're watching it and they're doing like inflatables and they're doing all this like guys if you're gonna go google those by the way probably not safe for work not um, uh or some of it because it doesn't really show nudity because there's late time you know what at work on the phone that's yeah <laughs> there you go that's that's good yeah um look them up and what were those again latex lucy latex lucy and fetish kitsch they're okay. two of my favorite like they're my favorite Okay. I'm actually friends with the kitches. The kitches? There's multiple kitches? Um, but only one is Fetish Kitch? Well, Fetish Kitch is the website, but Fetish oh, uh, okay. Kitch is the, the male the male of the dynamic, and Miss Kitch is the female of the dynamic. Gotcha. So it's like, it's um, a duo. But um, I had them look it up, and it was pissing me off that they were watching and like laughing, and I'm like, okay. Because they were doing like inflatables and all that, and all they're right. like, I don't get it, I don't get it. I'm what? like... Let me break this down for you, Mm -hmm. first of all. I'm not really into inflatables, but I showed them some of my favorite clips. I'm like, the thing about um, exploring your rubber fetish, what's kind of hot, it's like when you're both in cat suits and you're both lubed up and just like (coughs) caressing each other, it's hot because you're not touching each other, but you are touching each other. And also at that that point, you're you're not thinking about, oh my God, my... My, my roles or like, uh, like what if I look weird in this? So all that like escapes and you're just focused on the sensations of latex and each other. And they're like, oh, but that's kind of like messed up that, you know, you can't be real. I'm like, no. But then when you get out of the cat suit, you get turned on again because it's like, my God, we just did like all this like really intense stuff in latex. And to see, I don't know, like I think it's hot when they come out of their latex and it's like a normal person. It's like, wow, like you have that kind of imagination. Then you just get it on again. (laughs) So I, and I told them, I'm like, there's just something so romantic about not that, like just having like this uniform look of like a hood and latex cat suit and gloves. And you're both like technically the same playing field in a fetish sense, because when you integrate BDSM, it's different. Mm -hmm. But, um, 
I don't know. There's just like something so hot about touching each other, but not touching each other. And then when you take it off, you get to touch, you do all the same touching, yeah. but now it's on your first skin. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. kind of two skins to go through. Absolutely. With. But then it's like, um, I also just like enjoy the way it looks. Like, literally, you do feel like a supervillain. And to me, Bruce Wayne had permission to be Batman when he was in his bat suit, right? Are you about to call Batman kinky? Batman is yeah. kinky. Batman's a kinky guy? Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, I think the creator of... Let me see. It was No, Kirby is the illustrator. But... Um, no, Kirby it, wasn't Batman. No, 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 no. no. Um, that's what I'm like trying to... Eric Stanton worked with... Who was it? I think it was the creator of Wonder Woman. And there's a lot of bondage in Wonder Woman. Well, that, you want to talk femdom. I mean, it's super femdom. Your, like, your intro to femdom. Is total femdom. Go buy a trade of Wonder Woman. Yeah, total, total femdom. But um, you just, I always tell people think about your favorite pair of jeans or whatever your favorite garment is, right? It gives you. My like Jets jersey. You act different. I mean, yeah, I cry way more. It's. <laughs> Have you seen I them know, this season? It's, oh. it's, it's, it's hard being a Jets fan. Totally. It really is. I feel your pain because I'm a Mets fan. So it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, I know those I know those tears. But you just, you stay loyal. So you're saying, think of your favorite uh, Just think of clothing. your favorite garment. Like, uh, when you wear it, you just feel different. You mm-hmm. carry yourself differently. And I feel that's a lot that has to do with a lot of latex fetishes. That's the moment that they can feel like they can channel that part of themselves. Because um, when I was in Montreal Fetish Weekend, I'm friends with uh, these two rubberists. And it was funny because we were spending time together as rubberists and full latex. And is, you, Rubberist is just another name for It's another latex term for a latex fetishist, fetishist. Okay, yeah. You um, throw a lot of terms at sorry. me. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just trying to, I'm learning. I'm making flashcards and everything. <laughs> oh, rubberist is, so we're all like in our rubber and we're all like doing like different things. Like we're playing... And that can mean anything from like shining each other's latex or just like hanging out in latex. Right. And then right after we get out of our rubber and then we put on our, I guess, vanilla clothing and then we go to dinner and I'm like, I love that contrast. Like, I love the contrast of I can be in Target and I don't know who's a latex fetishist. I don't know what their secret lives are. But that's the thing. I'm like, um, and I guess that all also like I, because I'm always constantly trying to like analyze like why do I have these desires and why this and why that? But it's like, think like comic book characters are like that. They have two lives. And, um, but I always, I never liked Superman, but. Me neither. I think that. He's kind of lame, honestly. I can do it all. But a green rock is going to like, whatever but but after watching kill bill and what bill says i was like wow i didn't think about that what does uh bill say he says uh (laughs) fuck i wish i could remember the exact quote but i'll try to do it some justice um batman this was the david carradine is uh is bill oh and and, then look kinky guy yeah i know his king killed him (laughs) i know guys never Never. Always get a spotter. Yeah, always have a spotter. <laughs> Seriously, especially when you're doing like asphyxiation. <laughs> Even with rubber, if you're doing like heavy rubber, always. Like, um, yeah. Is that separate from the. Breath play? Breath play is I really. I mean, no, you could incorporate the two. You can incorporate it, right. but some people like it, some people don't. Okay. So I, I like to do some breath play to my subs. It's fun. But, um, okay. 
he said Batman has to put on a suit to become Batman, right? Whereas Superman has to put on a suit to be Clark Kent because he's always Superman. Right. And I was like, oh, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Mind blown. And I'm like, right. That's how, that's how I feel. To me, I'm always a fetishist and a kinkster, but I have to put on, you know, I guess. <laughs> work clothes. Work clothes. <laughs> to like be around other people. And I was just like, wow, I didn't even think about it like that. But he's always Superman. Mm-hmm. Always. Like he was born that way. But he has to put on his vanilla attire in order to be Clark Kent and coexist with humans. And I was like, wow, that's actually really interesting. Yeah. So I think... Um. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's where my latex fetish came from. I'm pretty huh. sure, but I, mean, I would recommend you read enough Catwoman comics. <laughs> you're you're gonna start thinking latex is pretty uh, hot. It's just I, you know, and I think everything is all integrated for me, like fashion, uh, fetishes. Like there's right. so much. Uh, the way I was introduced to BDSM was through fashion, uh, fetish fashion. It's interesting because you know you. Because you're you're into BDSM and femdom, but it seems like almost like the um, that came from like the it feels like most people kind of get into the the fashion part of that after they discover this fetish that they're into, and then they realize they can add attire to it, and they're like, oh, this, I actually now like this attire. Whereas in, it seems like you were into all the fashion stuff first, and then was like, oh, and then there's also this world kind of attached to some of it. The fashion. Um I've always loved, mm-hmm. but the femdom has always existed, okay. but I just didn't know it was called femdom. Right, okay. Because I was like, uh, I always had these fantasies of enslaving men. It was weird. Like, uh, when I think about it, and I, I read, love it. That's and I read my, no, but I think weird in a way, first of all, the origin of weird is, used to mean magical originally. Um, just just for all my weirdos, just love know that. I love you. Um I always had these fantasies about enslaving men and putting them through these like different rituals just for my amusement. Right. I've always had that fantasy. And I think fashion like completed it for me where when I look at like my wardrobe it's all like strong shoulders. Uh, a lot of men's wear, but then wearing corsets and wearing high heels and but at the same time, and I say this to like a slave, I'm like, I can be in my pajamas and I will still, still cause fear and admiration in you because I don't need to be in a catsuit to be a domino. I am a domino. Right. Like, and I mean, I think because <laughs> I'm just what? like thinking about all this. Here. I'm like, God. Most of the doms that I'm like friends with, we're all the biggest goofballs. And that's another like stereotype that I think is so silly and so outdated that like doms are like mean people. And it's like, no way. Most of us are goofballs. But I will say this. Okay. Our sweetness is, you know, our cruelty is matched by our sweetness. So if we're really sweet and... Be careful. Just, just know we're usually smiling sadists. Like <laughs> smiling sadists. Yeah, like it. that's that's what um my personal slave calls me. Uh-huh. Oh, princess, you are the smiling sadist after right. all. I'm like, mm-hmm. so so t- so tell us a little bit about the whole um kind of femdom, the slave dominant like dynamic. Uh, because like some people identify as like being dominant or something like 
I'm submissive, but I'm not a sub. Uh, tried it once. I was really uh, my friend Jay. She's come on the show a couple of times. She's she said on there, I'm a really bad sub. Uh, <laughs> she's like, I complain. Are you a bratty sub? A bratty bottom? Apparently, I was. Uh, <laughs> like, I had to be on the ground, and like, she asked if I didn't complain until she asked. She's like, Do your knees hurt? I was like, Well, yeah, they do. I'm on a wood floor, right? <laughs> like, yeah, they fucking hurt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm submissive in the sense like I'm a big pleaser and like I just like I want like I like to do a j- good job or sometimes kind of regress into this um, nurturing caregiver type of um, dominant versus the dom sub like the nouns of dom sub, right. right so like um, dominance can be an array of things actually I had this question asked actually someone on Tumblr wrote to me saying femdom is gross and I was like offended well, he was 13 so well, to be fair but also it was just like how dare you say that to me anonymously like uh, be- only because god like, turn the anonymous questions off on tumblr yeah Always. you really god turn them off well most i was mostly offended because um i'm really protective of submissive men okay i'm really really pr- because well, thank you it's because like seriously um submissive men gets such a bad rap and it's personally it's fucked up mm-hmm. because there's so many submissive men that want to explore that but because society is like no that's associated with weakness you're mm-hmm. afraid that you won't be respected as as a, as a submissive and i'm like no way i have the utmost respect for a submissive because i think it takes a lot to be like no this is who i am and i'm embracing it and i enjoy doing doing this um against everything that i was taught anyways mm-hmm. um but femdom in its most basic, like basic, basic form is female-led relationship. Okay. So it's not synonymous with BDSM or kink. You don't have to like being whipped or tied up or whatever. Um, it can be just that you love to do chores around the house. You love to cook and you love to clean. You love to make sure that, you know, everything is ready for her at um, at home uh, picking up her dry cleaning or making her favorite like like playlist or sending her flowers like but in a way where it's like um you take yourself out of the position of well what's in it for me mm. it's a selflessness that i think is really adm- like admirable seriously okay so in its most basic form you can integrate fetish you can integrate kink um or BDSM into it. It's not ne- it's not necessary for it to be femdom. I personally whenever I've been in a relationship um the first on a first date I always say I'm a lifestyle and pro dom. That's what I am. And if you're cool with that, great. And if you're not, then that's great too. And if you have questions, I'm more than happy to answer them because I figured out um when I first started dating, when I started dating again after yeah. my intense relationship, um I have needs that I need to communicate up front because if I don't, I you're not be, date three, four, five. You, you're like first date. You gotta, I, you know, I have the burger and can I, uh, uh, and I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a lifestyle dom. <laughs> because you know what? I realized, uh, we spend too much time tiptoeing around things okay. and I'm a huge romantic. I'm not one of those people that are like, I'm going to wait 20 minutes. I'm going to text. It's like, what are you like? 12 seriously that's so stupid i want to get to all the fun stuff and if we're on the same wavelength let's get to the fun stuff so i always tell them you know this is what it is for me 
And if it's something you can understand or something that, you know, you can respect, then great. And if not, I'm open to being friends. And they're always like, uh, that was, wow. Like, you just said that in the first date. I'm like, well, I have to. How early in the first date are we saying this? I have curiosity. Probably after I order my burger. Stop it. Yeah. Why not? That, okay. You know, see, I feel like if it was me, I'd be rolling out that type of a thing like, Towards like the end, I think we might go home. I well, like, <laughs> hey, I just gotta let you know this. Like, I would like to have you come back, but here's this or and here's something you need to know. Well, because the thing is, uh, whenever I have been approached on OK Cupid, okay, I let them get to know me first as a person because right. unfortunately, when you're just like comfortable with your sexuality, automatically people assume the worst of the worst. I, I feel you on the, on the man horse side of things. Yeah, uh, people just assume a uh, dirt, dirt bag fat yeah. boy. Yeah. See, I'd be like, no, I like hearts and flowers and hugs. <laughs> see, that's and, gonna... and lots of awesome sex. Like, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like I, I enjoy like having a very active sex life, but with somebody that I care about and that respects me as a person. Because if you don't, then it's like it, it's just not gonna work for me. But um, they'll get to know me, and usually I just have a picture of my face, not mm-hmm. my full body, because of the grossness that guys are. And um, we'll message and we're cool, and then uh, they'll see my pictures and be like, uh. You got some uh, something to talk about, like, and then I'll like talk about it. You know, I'm a latex fetishist and mm-hmm. I'm a lifestyle dom, so this is what this means to me. And if that's cool with you, that's great. And if not, like, let's it's totally okay. Because the thing is, also, I feel like not telling people upfront about it is me taking away their right to be like, all right, this is not for me, right? Kind of thing. And I think that's messed up. Yeah. And I a lot of times people will. Uh, showcase one side or whatever they think is for you to like them on the first date and then change. And I'm like, nah, I'm not about that. It's going to come out eventually. Yeah. So I might as well just like be upfront about it right now. So I'm upfront about it. And, but at that point they've already gotten to know me. We've Mm -hmm. had actual conversations. They've also then seen your, Mm -hmm. like you, you later exchange like pictures. So they see like, they see your waist, they see your body, they see everything that is Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Cause well, cause not too many episodes ago, I feel like some people might want to jump on me right now because I, I had a conversation with with my friend Jay again. We were talking about body image. We were talking about dating, um, and online dating and, and profile pictures and, how some people will like some women who are of the larger persuasion who you may not know this, but like I can be total fans of depending who it is. Right. Um, that bigger girls will sometimes just put pictures of like shoulders up. Right. And almost like try to, but try to trick into not trick bad word, but like so that they can get to the first date. But I'm like, well, if they're not going to be into what you look like, physically you should kind of and guys too who are five foot four yeah you put that out there right away so you don't get there and now it's this awkward encounter so and you were saying you have pictures just of your face and then well or anything that's like not emphasizing my waist or what like my body looks like because of the assumptions that people have with women that are curvier Mm -hmm. but um no i totally feel why they do it because it's like i get the why i just feel like it's we're so dismissed. But the thing is, 
men i mean men and women are like uh really dismissive i think more men than anything are dismissive of uh, this could be a cool chick like this, she can be really rad i i think women can equally be i think women can equally do that to guys who don't look conventionally attractive i'm using air quotes uh i think women <laughs> can easily just do that there too on an online dating site versus like if they met that same guy like he made a interesting witty comment on the subway about the book she was reading was like oh let's chat because you know what men are not catcalled so it's like when a guy does approach you you're just like oh what now what do you want because it's always like oh nice book so you want my number that's what usually happens so it's like uh fuck off but um i get what you're saying but for um i can't speak for all women but like for me personally I like nerdy guys. Uh-huh. I like them really nerdy and scrawny and like into like physics and all that. But the problem is those guys will not approach me in public. They're kind of scared of me. Well, yeah. Traditionally, <laughs> nerdy guys don't get to go just go up and talk to the super hot chick. Right. Like they don't normally get to do that. They there's normally like, OK, well, I'm relegated to here. And- I'm always like my fantasy is always like I'm on the subway. And like someone reading like Carl Sagan and sure, just like, that's a guy. Just like <laughs> <laughs> who's Carl Sagan? <laughs> Looks up and I look up and her eyes meet and I'm like, yes, let's talk about the universe and physics. <laughs> and I'm always like hoping maybe one or and his glasses like fog up because he's so excited to talk to me and I'm like, yes, finally. But <laughs> no, alas, that doesn't happen. But I wish it did because right. that'd be awesome because that's personally my taste but um yeah i do that because i so so you also like so on top of not wanting to invite negative jerk messages you also don't want to scare off the sweet nerdy guys yeah i love the sweet nerdy guys i I love them so like i'm just like please just just you're like i (laughs) you're like i'm too attractive no, i don't want to no, scare no, 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 no i get no. that no way no way it's just um i'm a nerd and yeah. people are just like no way i'm like yes yes way i and you know i love awkward like i think awkward is so great because people think awkward means uh you're not confident i'm like no way and you're different it but also it's like i'm i'm awkward when i'm when i meet someone that i really admire and like or i'm just kind of flabbergasted by who they are as a person. I'm awkward yeah. because why not? Of course you would be awkward yeah. kind of thing. But um, I'm awkward when I lend someone in my home who I know wants to kill me. <laughs> I have no idea who you're no, talking no. about. <laughs> oh, um, so, so dating, so you're single now. I mean, aside from, I guess, your Dom sub relationships, unless those are no, relationships, that's, that's separate. That's world. completely separate. So someone is dating you romantically and also then wants to like be your boyfriend or, or I don't know, if you're bisexual or i am bi okay so well i honestly i don't know i don't really identify myself as bisexual if somebody wants to be your boyfriend or girlfriend your significant other right um does that stay there do they have to then accept that you are going to still have these subs in your life or what being being a, a, a dom is a really really important part of my life okay it's my community it's my family and unfortunately, in the mainstream media, it's been super like sexualized. Not to say that it yeah. it can't be sexual because it can be, but to me, it's a more of a cerebral like experience kind of thing. It's sexual. It's cerebrally 
sexual i think for you adverb right um for you not for me Oh, okay okay that's what i'm saying it's a different experience for each person to me i enjoy being a teacher a mentor i enjoy pushing um boundary like helping them push a boundary and then overcoming that like i it does i don't see them sexually not for me at least but um Unless it was my boyfriend and we were playing, then to me, I will integrate right, right. all that Is it stuff. sexual f- sometimes for your subs, even though it's not for you? I don't know. I, th- I From the looks of it, it doesn't seem... No. Like, where are these relationships? Like, where did they come from? Uh, you know, like a... Well, I'm very upfront and clear cut on what I want. Because I feel <clears throat> like if it's sexual for a sub, that means they're a slave to their bodies and not to me. Okay. And that is unacceptable. It should be a selflessness that exists in order to better the better the life of your dominant or your owner. Okay. And of course, I think um, it's only human nature that they feelings will grow or or whatever. But I know plenty of subs who have um, long relationships with their dominant, and it's not the case. They really just truly enjoy, you know, being the chauffeur, helping her do her plans and her arrangements mm-hmm. and. Um, just basically being kind of like her partner in crime, but knowing that he belongs underneath her feet. So, so someone wants to be your significant other, they have to accept that there will be these subs also, even though they're not, it's it's not not, a sexual thing. It's not really that they have to accept it Uh because to accept it means that they're like, that's the ultimatum. Like you're for, I'm forcing them to do that. To me, it's like, this is really who I am. And Uh, You know, sometimes I need a day where I'm going on a picnic and I will call my slave and I'd be like, I like uh, when that whole like story went viral. I just I needed a moment to just because I'm an introvert to just be like by myself. And I told him, I need you to make a picnic. We're going to go to the park and you're just going to rub my feet and I'm just going to talk. And that's I think that's like a nice like situation that sounds sweet yeah that's and but he's like my slave and he cooked everything and packed everything and picked me up and (laughs) we went to the park and we had a picnic and it was nice he had his collar on and everything and and that that's why i'm saying it's not always like whip 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 so sometimes it's that but i mean for me if like for him example that i went to the pic we had a picnic together he's not a pain slut uh-huh. So, but I have someone that I'm like, I would really, I'm really in the mood to use my single tail today. So uh, single tail, it's like, a type of whip. Okay. So it's like a shorter version of a bull whip kind of, um, I'm in the mood to do that and some flogging. So, and some caning, uh, are you available right now? Cause I want to play. And they'll be like, yes. And then they'll just drop everything and then come and play because that's, that's his thing. Right. So if I do anything like, like if I started flogging my picnic slave, that's messed up because I'm being abusive of his hard limits. That's not. That wasn't. What yeah, that's he not. Up a, he's like he came to rub some feet right. and, and listen to you. Right. Vent. Right. Because yeah. that's what I use him for. Right. For like the, those kind of situations. But at the same time, I can use like my caning slave for that situation. But I'm very particular in who I allow to be my personal slave because I need to see a level of selflessness, selflessness that I don't think is um, that exists in a lot of the so-called slaves or subs mm-hmm. i feel like um i don't know like uh, i think the 
uh, BDSM world has changed significantly. And there are some real subs and then there are some not so real subs. Yeah. So, but that's okay. Just be upfront right. about it. Yeah. So when it comes to like people I date, I tell them, you know, this is who I am. And if this is something you feel like that won't bother you or you respect or you understand more like you, res- you respect where I'm coming from. You play fantasy football and I have my <laughs> subs. Yeah, basically. Like I don't understand why this ad drop. Right. But I respect that wire. makes them happy. But yeah, you got to every <laughs> Sunday obsessively check your phone. I get that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like um, ideally what I would want is to own some slaves with my partner. Okay. Because I think that would be like really hot. Okay. How how many slaves do you have right now? Currently, I have two. Okay. You got your caning slave. You got your foot rub slave. Yeah, but I'm I'm also. Okay. I just noticed that your hair is like different shades of blue. Oh, yeah, I know. I it's so it's really hard to keep up with. Oh this. no, but I'm saying it's great. I I, I, I like I love it. It's, Thank you. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. I have two, but I'm trying to train one. Well, he's in probation right now to see if he's, if he's, um, he's got what it takes. Yeah. Because, um, they also have to understand my schedule and cause I'm a fetish model and I travel a lot and I'm a designer and I have all these things and I want more than just being a model to mm-hmm. me. I want to be more than that. So you want to be a, uh, <laughs> how, how do you go a feminist fashion icon i do yeah. so so uh briefly tell us you you so you're also a fashion on top of all of this all this fan, like see again i don't know why anything needed to be sensationalized like i think everyone listening will agree that this was already sensational just at face value but you're also a fashion designer yeah so and and so what is it that you in particular create is it more latex corset stuff or? well i wish i could um do latex but the thing is like i personally feel like if there's something that you want to specialize you have to specialize just on that okay i'm very good with like fabrication especially with um costuming like i'm some people actually think i'm uh my career is a uh, cosplay which i think it's really funny but i'm just like no i just look like i cosplay right, every right, day right. <laughs> <laughs> so like um whenever halloween does come around like it's it's really cool on that halloween do you just like hang out in like sweatpants and no <laughs> i go like- in i go all out because it's like um the thing that i think is so sad though and like so heartbreaking is that so many people always say halloween is the one time i can be myself and i'm like oh you can oh, do like it every, every day, day. Yeah. every day so, um, yeah, I usually like, and also because of my tight lacing, I can't buy clothes. I have to make them okay, because uh, dimensions and yeah. stuff, or I have to take them in or tailor them. So I do a lot of costuming and, but now I'm designing a collection that has like mixed media with fabrication and latex Okay, because, um, before everything like went viral, a lot of, um, uh, my my followers like were really interested in like doing some like latex stuff, but I know it's like kind of uncomfortable. Not for everybody. It's not. It really is not for everybody. Mm. And understanding the nature of latex and how to take care of it again is not for everybody. It can be like really annoying sometimes. Um, so I wanted to create something where they can have like a taste of latex and the look of it and the feel of it. So I'm working with um, Vengeance Design to create a 
collection and I'm working with Sin and Satin corsetry to create um, any tight lacing corset in case anybody is interested in using corsets because to me it's like quality is above everything and I just want whoever is interested in corsetry to do it safely <gasps> and to have all the information and stuff because yeah. I think a lot of people just think it's just putting a corset on and then take and a then, selfie like Kim Kardashian and that's all it is no it's, no yeah. it's it's definitely well I think when you're tight lacing it's definitely a lifestyle choice but you can do temporary waist training right. but with a corset versus what you <laughs> have is a well, no, I mean, I have a corset, but it's right. a type of corset. It's a type of, okay. Yeah, so corsets come in like different styles and cuts. I have a... Waist training would just be like any run-of-the-mill corset. No, no, no. Oh, no, okay. So... Again, I told you, I know nothing. <laughs> look look how I'm dressed. This is how I dress like outside in public. It's, it's really no knowledge. <laughs> no, you look good. I like the jeans and t-shirt look. It's a good look. Because you can totally do a corset under that. Oh, I could? Yeah, totally. I mean, listen, I, the, uh, the Weight Watchers, if it ever stops working for me, I will... <laughs> have to take other consideration no it's like what because the thing is um what kim kardashian pushes is a girdle it's not a waist trainer okay um she's presenting it as a waist trainer but it's not those uh she's a poser well i'm not gonna say that <laughs> the girdle that she's pushing and calling it a waist trainer is um she's trying to capitalize on the new found interest in corsets right and um I think that's really messed up to do that because I think I think uh, those waist cinchers that you find, excuse me, not waist cinchers, those girdles that you find on social media, they I remember they were available for like two dollars and ninety nine cents on eBay, and now people are selling them at like eighty bucks or a hundred bucks when you can get a real decent cutile, um, double boning wasp corset cincher. That is a quality product and will actually help you waist train as opposed to these girdles. Because these girdles have list, um, they've existed forever. Yeah. But it's just they changed the name to waist trainer and then um, they're just trying to capitalize on it. And it just, I just think it's messed up because one, uh, the corset designers that I've looked up to have studied corsetry for years and the way bodies um, work, the pattern making, different genders, different sizes, different heights. And they should be the ones who really are capitalizing on it because mm -hmm. they studied the body as opposed to these wholesale like girdles that are being passed off as waist trainers. And also they stretch out over time. So how are you training your waist with something that will eventually stretch out anyways, right. as opposed to a corset won't do that. But then people will argue with me, well, I don't want to be like, I don't want to look ridiculous like you. I'm like, but that's the beauty of corsets. So like Find you, a different size. Yeah, yeah, you just, you don't have to wear what I wear. Like, that's just my personal choice. You can get something that's uh, more of a size that you want to get. But my thing is that you need to support local designers and local businesses because they really worked hard mm -hmm. to create like these awesome creations. And also, these nobody is standard size. Everybody is different. So how can one thing work for one person who's like six feet and 200 pounds and then for someone who's five feet and like 135 pounds? It's just not going to work. Mm -hmm. And it's really just water weight. It's, it's just like it's really... It's just disheartening because it's um, 
someone writing off of the back of the artistry of corsetry it's just like it just it's just a bum out mm-hmm. you know and um i just want people to be informed about it and be safe about it and the best way to do it is just with your local corset designer okay Shit, and I thought Weight Watchers was difficult. <laughs> Fuck. Uh. It's a, I'm like, it's a, it really is like a, it's a lifestyle choice. But um, it's not to say that you don't work out. Like, I have to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to keep my poor, my my poor, my core yeah. and my back muscles strong because a, I'm busty, mm-hmm. and um, it's important to do that. But and also eating is important. But um the tight lacing society that I am part of, we're so supportive of each other and we ask each other questions and we realize that we all, it's a very unique and individual experience because our bodies are different and different shapes, different sizes. And also like some people might have hypertension, some people might not, some people might have diabetes, some people might not. So Mm. this all changes the way you waist train or tight lace. And these social medias are being super irresponsible saying they'll use my image to sell their trainers. I'm like, it's literally physically impossible to use that, and also they can't use. I mean, they're not. They're really not allowed to, to use. They're not allowed to. But also, can, like uh, the designers that created the corsets that I am wearing in those pictures, they spent like months creating those things, and they were like four hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, and that's discrediting them and stealing their business. And I feel badly because they. Spent again has spent so many years like studying it and and it's just like not cool to do that oh. to another designer oh crazy yeah crazy stuff <laughs> um wow uh kelly kelly uh this was awesome thank you so much for for coming and talking with us and and te- teaching us quite quite a lot of things people want to find you where, where on online not like at your home that would be weird uh, <laughs> where where can people find you on the internet uh, they can find me at www.kellyleedecay.com mm-hmm. or Kelly Lee Decay on Instagram, Twitter. Is that all I have? Oh, uh, no. Do you have Tumblr? I do have said? a Tumblr, but my Tumblr <laughs> is um, Kelly McCunt Queen. Kel- Whoa. Kelly Mick. That's, that's not that's mick not mac right no I know not the, the yeah, irish have mick. a lot of different things because i told you i wanted to be mick kelly mcqueen so it's cunt queen yeah i love it <laughs> but it's cunt with a k oh cunt with a k yeah okay be- the way i g- i came up with that was because i have a alexander mcqueen <laughs> tattoo look as a qc okay is that like his symbol yeah that's okay. his logo for his couture line and my friend's like what does that mean does that mean you're like the cunt queen and i'm like Yes. yes queen yes. of the cunts yes <laughs> yes yeah okay let's go with that so then i just came up with my tumblr name that way and so, and also uh because mcqueen when he was a tailor i think it was in prince william's jacket he, he embroidered i am a cunt inside of the lining and i thought that was really funny that's awesome <laughs> Well, guys, you should all uh, go check her out uh, online and, and sport and, and check out what she's doing. Uh, and, and thank you for coming on. And thank and you I'm so glad much you don't for having kill me because <laughs> I like being alive. <laughs> it's an enjoyable experience, right. I guess. Thank you for having me. No problem. Say, uh, say goodbye to everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> I'll see you guys soon. <laughs> oh man, that was so cool, right? I I certainly learned a lot about BDSM. I did not know. Um, <laughs> So that was pretty cool. Normally I have the uh, usual music in the background and all the self-promotion stuff in the outro. Uh, This week, 
do something a little different. I'm going to read you guys something from Kelly Lee Decay's Instagram that she posted not too long after all that media hype that occurred. Um, I think it really speaks to being yourself, um, individuality, and and loving yourself and what you do. And just, you know, do you, boo. Do you. So I'm going to read this for you all, and, uh, and we're going to go out on that. Let me make something clear. I am a lifestyle tight lacer. I am a corset fetishist. I have been one for the past seven years and now almost eight years. Trust me, when I say I've heard it all, associating me with a waist trainer is a huge mistake. My reasoning behind tight lacing has to do with its background and fetish culture, the level of discipline required, and the artistry of the construction of a corset. Vanity is secondary. It is a component, but it isn't everything. Simplifying it as simply training my waist belittles me as a fetishist, and the effort I put forth into something I love. I don't expect everyone to understand or agree with my decisions, but again, they are my decisions. Some people hate my boo hair. I don't care. Why should I? Why should anyone? I'm happy with my bright blue hair and wearing corsets all the time. Is that for everyone? No. Hell no. Because everyone is different. It's our differences that make this world so interesting. Quite frankly, imposing any kind of negativity through ignorant comments or sharing is pretty self-righteous and petty. The internet is a feeding ground for this. Be better than that. Focus on the things you love rather than the things you hate. You'll have a happier life. What you think of me is none of my business. I'm here for the misfits, the rebels, weirdos, Geeks, nerds, anyone and everyone who celebrates individuality. Embrace differences. Be love always. See you guys next week and uh, stay slutty.